Welcome to the Draft Doctors Podcast, your home of weekly draft content. Now here's Steve, Jono, Cam, and the Statesman. G'day everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors. I'm your host Stevie Fierce. Today we're talking hot takes, that's right, the unlikely events that could happen. We have to tell a narrative beyond just say someone getting injured like Sean Darcy and Luke Jackson takes over. We have to tell a narrative around how these unlikely events happen and uh, we'll build it into our ranks maybe a little bit. So anyway, Cam, how are you? Yeah, good. This is like one of my favorite shows of the year, to be honest. Freaking love a, a good hot take. And uh, usually my hot takes, you know, I think last year they were deemed pretty mild, mild to, to you know, lemon and herb basting of, of hot takes. So I've stepped it up a little bit this year, I think. Yeah, the listeners weren't impressed last year. They um, mm. There was a bit of fence sitting going on. <laughs> it's, um, anyway, that's all right. Someone who loves a bit of spice. Jono, how are you? Very well. Back from my suspension and goddamn, I'm glad I wasn't on that pod last week because if you want a hot take, here's my hot take. I didn't rank humor cluggage in my initial <laughs> AFL fantasy mids. That's how spicy it is. So I'm ready to go. Let's go. Well, yeah. before before we get into it as well, Jono, can can you tell it tell the listeners what you've learnt since your your last uh, foray into mountain culture the night before? Um, they do some pretty big beers. Again, I was drinking mountain culture last night. But again, <laughs> Not <laughs> a sponsor. Realize, three standard beers, uh, three standard drinks. Um, so yeah, don't drink and and rank people. It's not good for you. Drink, drinking hot take. That's drinking hot take. That actually, well, that's where we came up with a couple of these from last night while drinking the uh, the mountain culture. So I'm all for it. All yeah, for absolutely. It. Um, and just a bit of housekeeping. Uh, the listener league, Adelaide. We will be in Adelaide. Uh, myself and Jonathan Cam's pulled out. Pulled I don't out. Know like why I can't I do his draft on a computer. Like, I, I definitely can. But I mean, why not get another listener there who can be there in person? Yeah, exactly. True. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so we will be there last weekend in February. You got to get your entries in by the end of January. You have to make something creative. It's a meme. It's a it's a diorama. It's a it's an something. awesome rap. <laughs> yeah, Chris, uh, the 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 Cam intro guy made the uh, a rap, a literal rap song with music, and, and it's amazing. So he's in. He's just in. That's that's fine. That's um, that's all good. And as always, it is a, a unique draft. I will drop it now. It's a vampire league, uh, so one person won't draft, but they'll be the only person who gets to hit the waiver wire over the year. And if they win a matchup, they steal a player, any player they want off the team they beat. So it uh, should be a lot of fun for one person. I'm sure everyone will want to be the vampire. And uh, that'll be a lot of fun. So get your entries in. Make, make fun of Jono's forward ranks. By the end of the month, uh, and, and join us in Adelaide, and we'll have a have a good time. Also, Credlin and the Fizz have got a tribute episode to the deceased George Pell. George Pell, who died, um, he was quite old. He was quite old. You know who wasn't old though? Who? Uh, the the kids. He he he. Um, yeah, the kids. The well, kids. he confirmed me. He actually handed me my confirmation certificate way back in the day. So I can't imagine anyone defending. <laughs> How can people defend that guy? Oh, it's burning hell, people. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Anyway, pretty much. we're getting into the hot takes. Hot takes. 
And and these are actual footy takes. It's not Riley O'Brien gets his own, you know, show on Sky. <laughs> disproving Which the is, gender pay gap. It is probably the most uh, likely to happen out of all the takes that we say today. Yeah. Who wants, to, who wants to start us off? Thank God. Jono looks start. like he's I'll rearing st- to go. I'll start off. Uh, my first hot take... We discussed this in the chat, and there was an amendment to it. it. Initially, I had Max Gorn going sub 100, and that was shot down. That was Lemon and Herb. So we're now going to go Max Gorn sub 90. Sub 90. Not just AFL Fantasy, but it's also possible for Supercoach as well. That's a 23-point drop. It can happen. Now, when you look at it, the first thing is we're going to say, oh, Brody Grundy's there. Yes, Brody Grundy is there. He will be taking the majority of the ruck work. He's younger, arguably better looking, a better tap ruckman maybe. <laughs> um, but when you you, you you go into it, you deep dive into it, you look at it. I think, you know, we knew the salary uh, dump from Collingwood there. That's why Brody Grundy's come in. Max is 31, so he is getting on a little bit. He's had the three ACL injuries. So they're looking for a bit more longevity out of out of Big Max because the three ACL injuries. He's had three ACLs. Has he really? Yes. Goodness. Good research you've done, Cam. I didn't research your hot take. Yeah, he's had the three ACLs, so they're looking for a bit of longevity into him. But what does Melbourne ha- don't have? At a, a tall target, like they've got Tom McDonald and Josh Shackey, but my God, um, but. Max Gorn, he's actually, he, ran, he came second um, for contested marks per game in the comp last year. So they'll be looking to use him in that forward 50, clunking marks, um, left, right, and center. So what's that going to do? It's going to drop his disposals, going to drop drop his hitouts um, substantially. Like This was a guy for a number of years averaging 35-plus hitouts a game, up over 40. So a lot of points being dropped there. Um, not going to be getting around the ground, getting those possessions. So possessions dropping from about 18 down to 12, maybe 13 possessions. That's Luke Jackson 2.0. That's what Luke Jackson was doing uh, when he was at the D's there, 13 possessions, 10, 12 hitouts a game. So um, he can drop all that. And there's, there's those points that gives you that 90 average for um, for Max Gorn. So I'm really concerned for him. So that's why I'm bumping, bumping Grundy up my ranks and, and I'm... I'm fading Gorn big time. Fair enough. Fair enough. 90 average could still be like fifth best run. <laughs> Third best yeah. run. <laughs> Cam, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to kick off with something just, you know, I, I think we started there at about 3,000 points on the Scoville scale, to be honest. So I'm going to kick it up a, a gear and say that Jared Lyons is going to be the highest averaging Lions player in 2023. Just wow, way up there. Wow. Um, so there's been a lot of talk over the break that the recruitment of Josh Dunkley and draftee Will Ashcroft, that Jared Lyons could find himself on the outer at the Lions and potentially outside the best 22. Um, fantasy pundits have sort of followed this trend, signalling his drop-off in scoring from 2022 as the start of bad things to come. Some may not know he actually copped osteoitis pubis uh, for, and, he, and he played with that for about the last eight weeks of the year. And here's what he said in an interview. 
said that he found running super hard. Some days he couldn't even get out of bed. Uh, playing with the kids was almost impossible. Uh, and once so he was George down, Bell he found or it... Jared Lawrence. <laughs> I was going to say, it actually sounds like me on the weekend. God. <laughs> Jeez, not anymore. No, um, not anymore. So he said, the last eight weeks of the season, it was just an ongoing battle of anti-inflammatories and trying to get myself up for a game. It really hampered me a lot. Um, so let's have a look at his splits pre and post injury. So his injury game was round 15. He was subbed off um, and he, he suffered this for the rest of the season. Pre-injury, he was going at 100 AFL Fantasy, 98 Supercoach. Post-injury, he went at... 82 AFL Fantasy and 83 Supercoach. So a significant drop, and it, it can probably mostly be attributed to um, to, to that uh, injury. I think that it's really impressive that he still ranked 20th for clearances in the comp with that injury, and he also ranked 22nd for tackles. It's a drop on his previous year. He was 6th in the competition for tackles the year before, and 16th for clearances the year before as well. So... We know he's still got it, and he was still able to perform at a reasonably high level, um, even with the injury. So now let's take a quick look at Lockie Neal. I think there's a case there that Lions bounces back, I guess, is the the, the comment. Uh, Lockie Neal had near career highs in almost all meaningful stats, contested possessions, tackles, kicks, disposals in general. I think there's probably some natural regression coming his way, mainly if he has more support in the middle in a fit Jared Lyons and a... Uh, fit Josh Dunkley as well. And then if we're talking about Josh Dunkley as well, popular thing to say is that he's going to be thrown into the guts, he's going to be a mainstay of the centre-bounce team, and while I'm sure he's going to be there, what makes him such a good player and fantasy scorer is his ability to spread, get forward and get backwards, take a lot of marks, distribute, not just attending CBAs. So he averaged about 50 CBAs, like 50% average of um, centre-bounce attendances per game last year. And if everyone thinks that he's going to be pushing Hugh McLuggage out to a wing, Hugh McLuggage attended 55% CBAs last year anyway, right? So it's not that Jared Lyons has to lose if Josh Dunkley is to gain, would be be my comment there. And so, yeah, I I think he, all he has to do to, to probably raise, raise the bat a little bit there, get his tackling back to where it was, probably up his disposals and if his hips and you know pubis region are, are good then he's he could be could be really solid hmm. who would be the loser in that obviously Lockie Neal's not as flash but yeah, I feel like someone, Neal, like someone else is going to have to be cooked Barry Rayner well, if they were well I don't, I don't so if you look at so make the assumption or, that they, or is it just in. going to be a tight four-man group I think it's tight four-man with some some pinch hit from Rainer and Co. Fair enough. I mean, that's pretty, pretty spicy. Saying. That's pretty spicy. Yeah. We're all super down on lines, massively down, yeah. and and I, I just think it could really easily go the other way. So you're saying that there could be some value in in Jared Lyons. Eighty five average in AFL fantasy is going to go late in drafts for sure. Yeah, fair enough. So. uh I'm going to be optimistic. I've got Taron Thomas, Taron Thomas, the double T's as the top fantasy forward uh, in 2023. Set, oh my gosh. Set for a role change to move to defense at North Melbourne. Uh, we've seen Aaron Hall be super successful in this role. We've seen Jack Zebel 
be super successful in this role. I have to think Thomas is a better player than them. I think they're, they're bringing some forwards back. Um, Will Phillips is finally fit. Sheasel's in. They, they have got some reasonable young forwards, so they probably don't need... Uh, Thomas to play for. They can afford to, to let him find some form across the back line, let him find some easy ball. With the new coach, Alistair Clarkson, obviously played in a heavy disposal system before, a lot of kick marks. Uh, North Melbourne just punted off 15 marks a game last year, so I expect a bit more moving the ball around, a bit more focus on foot skills. Uh, so I think Tyron, not Thomas fits that, that sort of bill, playing across the fence, they're not winning a flag with Aaron Hall and and Jack and Jack Zevil. That's just not happening. So I can see Thomas uh, having that that luxury role across half back, getting the ball at will, and how he finishes as the the top forward is probably similar to what Cam just described with Dunkley. Maybe he doesn't just find the lion's share of midfield time. Maybe he is rotated out through the the midfield. Uh, and the forward line, and the, maybe some wing time. We don't know. And, and maybe uh, Cogs drops back a bit in in pipe system. Mm. Maybe Connor Rosie doesn't light the world on fire. Now JHF's in. Maybe Butters does Butters things and just, you Gets know, injured. lets everyone down for about the 80th time in a row. <laughs> so I think there's yeah. a world where, where Thomas can, can push above 95 uh, in, in a, perfect world and really return some massive value can you imagine so Dunkley doesn't come back Jared Lyons is still the top scorer at the Lions and Taron Thomas is still the top forward in the comp that's where it's at yes that's the spice. Yep. and yet on draft day if I have the number one pick I'm still taking Josh Dunkley <laughs> of course there's no other pick there is no other pick anyway that's how it happens Bit of value on Thomas. Jono, what do you got? All right, my second hot take, I was a mountain culture and half of Mr. Banks deep and the light bulb went off. Uh, it was Will Brody will average more <laughs> than Angus Brayshaw next year. I'm not talking Angus? Angus? Uh, Andrew Brayshaw, sorry. It would be Angus as well. All the Brayshaws to combine. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when we record late. Three beers deep. It's happening. Anyway, Andrew Brayshaw. Now, Supercoach, their scores, eh, it's possible. Possible in Supercoach, but we're talking AFL fantasy here. Whereas Brayshaw averaged 112 this year. Brody was only 95. But when we look at it, you look at the whole dynamics. Frio, they're a high high possession team. They were, probably, they were actually the number one uh, possession team in the AFL this year. That's pretty good. That's going to continue under John Longmire's run. They were ranked about six for AFL fantasy. So, room for improvement there. John Longmire. Um, what? Longmuir? Longmuir, Meyer, whatever. How? JL. Let's just go with JL. JL. Jennifer Lopez. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> I don't know any of her songs, so I'm not going to... Are you Stato? That's <laughs> the things he'd do. <laughs> Quite possibly. Um, when you look at it, Will Brody only averaged three less disposals than Andy Brayshaw. And when you look at the breakdowns, um, Brayshaw was one-to-one basically kicked a handball, whereas um, Brody was more handballs. He averaged 15 handballs to his 11 kicks. Uh, we know 
Brody's more that more the inside man uh, with the contested possessions and whatnot, and Andy's a little more uncontested. But AFL fantasy, they don't really they don't score that at all, so that doesn't really matter. So three disposals more, that's quite possible. Um, Andy Brayshaw averaged one more tackle more than Will Brody. Again, that's something that's achievable for Will Brody. The main one is really the uh, the time on ground. So when you look at it, we know Will Brody's low time on ground, average sixty nine percent. Nice in 2022, Andy Brayshaw was up at 79. percent So that's a that's a lot of time on ground for the midfield there. So n- probably not a lot more room to go forward high on the ground. But one thing you can improve on is your running capacity in your tank. So if they're looking to use Will Brody more as that big-bodied inside mid, now that we know that Nat Fife is going to be playing perma forward, then um, he could be out there on the track now just building his tank so he can spend more time on that ground and therefore having more opportunity to get that three or four more possessions, that extra tackle, where he can go forward and overtake um, Andy Brayshaw's and average more than him in 2023, and I can really see it happening. So that's why I'm putting Will Brody number three instead of Andy Brayshaw. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Will Brody. That is just come it's full spicy. Circle. Look, you, you definitely went from, you know, that lemon and herb basting to, you know, extra hot. To Reaper. <laughs> yeah, Reaper, Reaper, my goodness. 1.2 mil on the Scoville. <laughs> it can wow. happen, man. And the funny thing is, when I'm doing all the research and writing this, I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is going to happen. Will Brody's going to be bloody better than Andy Brayshaw. Fuck, I hope you draft that way on draft day, man. That's all I'm saying about that. More than likely, Steve. Oh. Like if, if I was anything like I was last year at draft day, more oh, than God. likely. I've never seen, I don't think I've seen you that drunk anyway. Wow, that was, that was an effort last year. That was good fun, good fun. Spit and fire. What do you got, Cam? No, I don't think it was fire. I think it was just abuse. It was just abuse <laughs> the rest of the league. Just going, All right, yeah. Johnny's had enough. He's opening I, another. I, That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that you the year before, Steve? Didn't you yeah. have a, an oh, When I was in the up. shed. Yeah, and my yeah. parents could hit. Yeah, no. No, 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 no. When we were at Rath's place. Oh, just... that was, I sort of alternate between... <laughs> when you, um, you almost started a fight with a league, mate. Yeah. And with good, good cause. <laughs> that is Prob- true. Probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, my next one, uh, Tom Stewart to not be a top 25 defender in either format uh, next year. Wow. So, yeah. So from, from the surface level, it looks like Tom Stewart had a par year for both. Oh, starting a hottest corn chips. World's hottest corn chips. That's what we're going for. Wow. Are you going to have, can you eat one now? No, no, I'm going to save them for the Royal Rumble. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Yep. Watch men hug each other and shit yourself. Um, from the surface level, it looks like Tom Stewart had a par year uh, in both formats. Uh, he went up slightly in Supercoach. He went down slightly in AFL Fantasy, but around the mark for his previous year's output. For those playing at home, uh, over the last two years, he's averaged 95.6 AFL Fantasy and 108 uh, Supercoach, which last year placed him fourth overall in Supercoach and eighth in AFL Fantasy. Then, gentlemen, in round 15, the match he got suspended for four games from in 2022, he would produce his last AFL Fantasy ton 
for the year. From this point on, he went at 75 AFL Fantasy and 88 Supercoach, and that's inclusive of the final series. So he had a pretty putrid run, and, and the big change in the Cats' defense was he played more of an accountable role. It wasn't much more than that. They had Zach Guthrie, Zach Tui, and Mitch Duncan assisting with the d- distribution, which really lowered his disposal tally. Still got the same amount of marks, still really effective, but he missed a lot of those cheap plus sixes because they just went elsewhere. He generally has such a high floor, but, and, you know, guys like Zach Tui aren't exactly getting younger, but if Zach Gunth- Guthrie improves again, Zach Tui stays in defense again, Mitch Duncan stays in defense, you know, like, this is a guy who you're drafting as your D1, could potentially be in AFL fantasy. You know, 75 defender, you can get off the waiver. That's not not great, I would have thought. Um, yeah, not to be a top 25 defender. That's pretty damn spicy. Yeah. Look, there's a lot to go right there for that one to come off, but, you know, it, there, there's, some, there's some stuff there. Yeah. One thing I noticed doing, like, oh, look, I notice this every year. Always this time everyone's trying to pump up various players. Um, it seems there's more fantasy uh, content. Know, content. Yeah, prop, yeah, great word. Um, and you can pick your sample size. You can pick For your sure. sample size so easily. Callan Ward, if he got 40% CBAs last year, averaged 97 super coach. All right? Yeah. So, uh, oh, at the four games at the end of the year, Dave Swallow was going at 110 points. So mm. we can pick, pick and choose sample sizes really easily. Um, it is interesting. Yeah, and I mean, it's are you actually like, fading him a little bit on draft day, or? Yeah, I am. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm fading him. I, I, I'm not sure if that role continues or not, but that was pretty fucking successful when it did, right? Like they obliterated yep. the final series. Yeah. So, um. Yeah. Little concern. Fair enough. I don't mind it. Don't mind it. You don't have to. And that's the funny thing about dropping a player. If you drop him, say six or seven spots in your ranks, you're going to miss him. So you may as well go the whole hog and. Put them where you really feel. So, yeah, that's right. I don't mind that. Uh, my last one, Jai Newcomb, 114 average, top midfielder in the comp. Whoa, top midfielder. Well, top yeah. So Rory, man, Rory this led. developed. This <laughs> developed. Well, I think we needed to up the spice. <laughs> <laughs> I think the trend across the league is that. Um, Teams are scoring a bit less in fantasy, moving the ball a bit quicker, and that's that's only going to broaden as the, the new coaches come in. Uh, things have to go right for you to be the top scorer in fantasy. I expect Rory Laird to come back a little bit with his insane tackle count, and Adelaide probably, the youngsters probably get a little bit better. Maybe they can take a little bit more of the the market share of disposals and all that sort of thing. So, John Newcomb. When I'm looking at teams, who who could potentially be the best scorer? You need a team that has no depth. Hawthorne has no depth in that midfield, <laughs> like whatsoever. I sort of remember the the Brisbane teams where Rocky was like a stud, and they were just awful, awful teams. And uh, Gary Ablett at the Suns, they were they were pushing finals until Brent McCaffer <laughs> fucked us, Cam. Let's let's not forget. Um, 
Solid depth. Solid depth, that team. Carmichael Hunt. Solid depth. What the hell was I talking about? John, you, you fucked me. Cam, you idiot. <laughs> you are the George Pell of this podcast. Ooh, I don't know Ooh. if we want to go there. That's... Might delete that later. Um, <laughs> so you want to be in a bad team with no depth because you want to be the main man. But you also want to have that inside-outside game. So I look at that midfield, and even if Warple comes back, like he, he's getting a lot of hype. Josh Ward's getting a lot of hype. Josh Ward's dealing with groin issues right now. James Warple's never really had a good outside game. He's kind of like that Matt Rowell, no mark, like limited marks. Yes, he can lay some tackles, but he's very contested. Uh, doesn't find the space particularly well. And then it, you, you're looking at, well, does Dylan Moore play there? He's not trained there so far. Um, and even if he got that run at the end of the year of playing midfield, why did he drop away at the last two rounds? I don't know um, if he's more than a rotational guy in the midfield. Is it Will Day? Is he finally fit? Is it Connor McDonald? Connor Who is Nash. it? Connor Nash. Wow. That fills me with confidence. So like I was saying, there's there's not a lot of depth at the minute. Like there's a lot of potential there. But the, the guy there at the minute is Jai Newcomb. He has the inside game. He has the outside game. Guys are gone. Tom Mitchell, O'Meara, they're gone. They take up, I think it was close to 50 disposals a game. Um, nine and a half tackles, a lot of marks. So there's just bulk, bulk uh, points on offer in my mind. In the Hawthorne midfield, and I think Newcomb's not getting his flowers, so uh, I'm going to give him a bit of a pump up, and he can really push into that bracket. And much like Rocky in his third year, he went into that 113, 114 range, and I think that's going to be close to enough to get you to be the top mid this year. Wow. You reckon um, we've poo pooed Carl Amon a little bit, but is he going to play? Is he going to get those rotations? He could. He might. He could, could, yeah. But I don't think he will. But it's good to see Steve, your friend, my part of the draft kit, because that was all the stats I put in there. I did not read it. Oh, really? Because I literally put all that in there. Spoiler alert. That's right. Only one little spoiler. Come on, we've got to charge money for that. It's Hawthorne. Who's reading Hawthorne? It's just like, Joe Newcomb, good draft and keep going. I can't understand. I think he should be getting more pump up. Like, people are talking about these youngsters and, and James Warple, and that's fine for salary cap, but I still think... He can't be worse than this year. Oh, shit, no. Fuck. Shit, no. There's only up. So, anyway, could be the moon. He is a massive target for me mm. on draft day. Mm. That's you, it. Hey? Where would you have him? The M3? No, he was in the M2s for me. M2s, okay. Yeah, right at the back. Right at the back end. So, it's on that turn, M2, M3. Sort yeah. Of yeah. Which you're going to get him every time, surely. Oh, for sure. For sure. Anyway, on to the listener questions. Might need a whole new pod for these, won't we? There's quite a few. Oh, it's fucking heaps. K's, Barnacle Bills, to, oh, and there was hot takes. A lot of listening hot takes, so very good. It's, it's good. Uh, K's, Barnacle Bills sponsored the podcast in 2023. Not a hot take, but I love it. Are we doing the draft for Barnacle Bills? We're trying to work out where we should do the draft. Albert Chavin by uh, Texans out with Rory Sloan. We hit them up. I was thinking... Have you been to the wine centre over there? No. I was like, that'd be a good one. But yeah, Barnacle Bills would work. Maybe we should. Drafting oh, in the Barnacle Ken Hinckley's on social media. Get him to MC it. Love he loves Ken, his fantasy. Love Ken Hinckley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oogie Boogie. 
Red Rooster has better fried chicken than KFC. I haven't uh, had it. Is that hot? I don't think I've had the fried chicken. Can't say it's that. not. It's bland. Right. There's no herbs and spices. None. There's no. There's no Red Rooster down here. It's in uh, Warnable, I think, is the nearest. I don't thing. eat the fried chicken. I eat the like the wraps and the rolls and that sort of stuff. So mm. I couldn't tell you. Rooster roll is the mm. best fast food item in the country. I like the flavour. I get the flavour combo. We have a Canadian rooster down here for some reason. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's like, it's a Western Victoria thing, I think. Hamilton have one. And Portland have one. Uh, he's also happy with potato cake or potato scallop, but won't be getting them from McDonald's. And he has Ben Cunnington as a top six defender, despite having forward status. Damn. And mid-forward status. So the rare triple triple, triple threat. <laughs> wow. Just like the double Jed Anderson double threat. Love it. Mm. I love it. Impressive from Cunnington to uh, get that status. Uh, Matt, Will Setterfield to be the highest averaging Bombers player. Is that Stater? That's what I said. Oh. <laughs> I mean, no. Yeah, maybe. No. Pretty spicy. Spicy. Pretty spicy. Uh, SV7, no venereal diseases at Shed 16 in 2023. Not happening. I'm pretty sure there's probably been an outbreak already. Yeah, these these takes have to be slightly realistic, all right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mini Monk, a second Jed Anderson comes into the AFL during the year. Please, please, someone just... <laughs> was it... Who was it? Um, the Geelong player that changed his name to Whiskers. Gary Hocking. The Hocking, yeah. Someone just changed the name to Jed Anderson for me, please. There you go. Tom Sparrow is going plus 28 in Supercoach. This is uh, Robert. Tom Sparrow is going plus 28 in Supercoach, top 15 forward this year. I and like it. I really awesome. like that. I like it. You can see it too. Like, it the is. tracker goes forward more. No, no, no. no. Through them. Like, you look at Melbourne, they've got a tight mid-group. If he gets added to that, potentially. He gets rotations already. Yeah, he does. Yeah. But yeah. if he gets more, then, then it's yeah. a good possibility. But I like it. Joel, Marcus Windiger to be a top 10 forward and average 95. There was a, a second Windhager take, wasn't there? There was one at 85, and this guy's just prices righted him out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. He's going to be playing the tagger this year, for sure, isn't he? I don't know. Well, did Ross Lyon used to tag? Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he who, did who but was I, that grub? I, I thought the, Crowley. Yeah, but I thought Windhag has already been earmarked for that role, so we know he can right. win his own balls. So it's, I like it. Good spice. Burning up the track, they say. Uh, Adam Fizz fades Hunter Clark in all drafts. He goes on to play twenty three games at a ninety average. Oh, you'd hate to see it, wouldn't you? I'd love to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking would hate to see it. <laughs> uh, Taylor, Harry Perryman to average 105 as a pure mid. Ooh, kind of dig that. It's, that's a spicy meatball. There's a path to it. But, um, there is. Yeah. Uh, Maddie, let's hope their takes are better than the sweet chili takes last year. I'm looking for Ghost Pepper level or Carolina Reaper tier takes. Well, I think there's a couple in there this year. I'd say so. Jesus, we tried to up the game. Uh, Breno, Crouch plays more than five games. Which I'm saying Matt, but... Again, they need to be slightly realistic. He's, he'll play five in the sand for sure. 
and more. And he has baby swag. He does. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to deny year. the swag. Mm. So he'll be the top scorer in Sandful. Done. There it is. Uh, Sheasel and Philippou to be top 15 averaging forwards in their first season from Hawker. Holy Jesus. I don't know nothing about him, so I'm all on board. <laughs> uh, Russ, someone makes a diorama to get into the listener league. Ooh. I'd love to see it. You and your fucking dioramas, man. It's just going to be like Jed Anderson, two of them. Yeah, it does. doesn't have to be a couple, special. A couple of mountain cultures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's someone it. made, who, whoever made the meme, that was a cracker. Oh, super good meme. That, super, was, yeah. that was unreal. Uh, Jared, Whitfield will basically be Camden McIntosh 2.0. Oh, he was already. He already. He's already there. He did that last year, didn't he, Steve? Had that average boy. He averaged ninety. He averaged eighty-two in Supercoach. Yeah, no, he wasn't good. Wasn't 82. good. It was sixty at one stage, though. That's what I thought. It was. Yeah, he he. Um, so Whitfield's had he played through an ankle injury. He's had surgery in the off season, but um, yeah, I can see it if if he plays on a wing. Those marks drop off a few. It it doesn't take much for him to be irrelevant. Mm. Alex, just waiting for the mock draft. Fire. Yep. Mini Monk. No player will average over 115 in AFL Fantasy. Well, you had Newcomb as the top scorer at 114, so bang on. It all fits. It all fits. <laughs> uh, Jemino. Jed Anderson top scoring forward with full seasons in both AFL and VFL. <laughs> Love spicy it. Love it uh, Ross, where does Nick Dacos go in overall draft? Good question That is a good question I can't remember where I've ranked him like I've seen him good. being ranked Around in the top 10 defenders I think I've got him maybe in that 11 to 20 bracket I think from memory I'm I'm so cautious on him this year I'm actually fading him a bit I've got him 11 to 20, I think, so that'd be what? Rounds four onwards, three, four, so around five, six then. The, the, yeah, the back end of four, start of five, that's your opinion, but yeah. I'm seeing people rank him higher than that. I've seen, yeah, I've seen that too, but look, I've got him there, but it doesn't mean I want a piece of it. Look, I think he'll be fine, but if he's not getting that mid-time, what's the upside? Well, I actually, I actually think the mid-time is what reduces his output. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but he doesn't get more upside unless he goes full Jack Crisp in that half-back role. That's it. That, yeah. Well, that's what he had, right? So so it's it's more that's going to get taken away in mid-minutes. Mm. I don't think he's not training midfield. He's training off the half-back. Uh, he, he did some uh, in the match practice. Mm. Mm. Anyway, Bailey Smith, Ross also. Bailey Smith is a top-five mid and Rory Laird is not. I can see that. I can... In, what did he say? AFL Fantasy. He didn't say either, but um, let's assume. Yeah, I can That's see. It's pretty spicy, man. Rory Laird will be the first mid off the board. First mid off the board, but... as I, I, I agree with you that I can see some regression. And there'll be... You guys got, like, Took, McRae, Steele that can all go past him again this year. So there's already three... Um, 
potentially a bond. Um, yeah, I can see it happening. It's good. I think it's a bit of spice. Bailey Smith. Mm. Well, Bailey Smith goes past him in this world. Well, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Ninja, HK Doss to rejoin the draft doctors after Paddy Dow breakout season. Ooh. I don't think he he can... We can't afford him. He's not fucking walking back in here. <laughs> Remember when Homer had to go back to the plant and he had to come through that supplicants tunnel? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just establish that all the way from Adelaide to Portland. Uh, AFL Fantasy Factory, for what reason would someone not pick Junkly at pick one? Um, had too many mountain cultures and got his him and his brother mixed up if he's on, still on an AFL list. The, the only way I can see it is that someone thinks Rory Laird is, gonna make, or is going to maintain or back someone else to be 10 points better than everyone else, but... I mean, you could probably Can't. you could make an argument for Took and Steel, but and maybe McRae. That's about it. Mm. Well, maybe but, they don't. Oh, if they're not as high on on Dunkley as we are, and mm. you know, you think Laird's a better captain option. Um, maybe you think Doherty. Doherty came in with a hundred and ten average. Like he might be the more valuable position player in their mind. Mm. I can see that. Doc can go better this year as well. I reckon. Fork Hawk, Flanders to have a far higher average than Warple. It's a Steve Burner account, isn't it? That's a, well, <laughs> that's, that's just uh, Warple averaging 55 and Flanders averaging 60, isn't it? 56, 57. <laughs> Got to take those dubs. Uh, and Meatball Prestia to be the highest averaging player at Richmond. Oh, can see it. I think it's mild, mild spice, but it can happen. Man, I reckon... I mean, Warple should be better, surely. Yeah, oh, definitely. Uh, ben says, hot take, Jed Anderson is so good that you should draft him twice. Man, people are really leaning into that, Jono. <laughs> good. <laughs> it's, what, it's what we're here for. We're content creators, Steve, so you gotta give, you can't just be vanilla all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, brown smudge. Brown smudge. Uh, Toby B, 25-year-old Fiorini to finally go bang. Proust to be the ultimate burn man and play 19 games at 95 after everyone passes on him. I'm so scared of that Proust one. <laughs> I'm genuinely scared. They had, what, three Ruckman last year? Two. Three. Three, three played. Three. Yeah. yeah. So I think the, the good thing with Proust is he goes so late that it doesn't it's cost like, you the end of the world. It's like Jared Witt's... From last year, like if you get him, yep. he he goes pop. You're laughing, and then he's a trade commodity. Piss him off. I can't so, see Fiorini. That I can't see it. Not with mm. what they've put in, like the two Jed Andersons and everything else. Like, well, hey, hey, if the rumours are true, he was trying to get to Collingwood in the trade period anyway, and that collapsed. Right, so he, I, I'd suggest he's. He's maybe been told that there's no time for him. Well, he, he got shuffled. He, he got some mid-time at the start. Then he got shuffled to the wing. He got dropped. He got put in as the sub. And he just got dropped. Mm. And there's just, dudes are just going past him. Yeah. yeah. Not Carlton, the Carlton Blues says Collingwood won't play finals. I can see it happening. Yeah. Uh, the Nuffington Post, Jono's forward ranks turn out to be 100% correct. 
God, I, I love this one. I love this one. There'll be victory lap parades forever if that turns out. I reckon if your forward ranks are 80% correct, we've got to buy you a six-pack or something. Like That'll be tremendous. Just be sipping champagne and just... <laughs> God. Anyway, Corey, James Rotobottom will be a better scorer than Luke Parker this year. Ooh, I like that. Got some spice, but I can see it happening for sure. Can yeah. Uh, Moose says Brody Grundy goes 110 plus. Yep. That feels pretty spicy. That's fucking spicy, man. That's <laughs> yeah. absolutely spicy. He got the memo. Got the memo. Yeah. Uh, Corey says Liam Duggan in AFL fantasy will be a top six to eight defender. Didn't he get injured? I did really well in the. Back, no, I did, back yeah, half. but I, I thought he got. He's not training at the moment. Oh, is he really? I thought I read something. I could mm-hmm. be wrong, or it might be Barras. It was one of those two. One of yeah, the, guys, not Hearn. Fucking <laughs> Jaden <laughs> Sicily will be the number one defender in the comp, and Taranto will average below ninety five. Taranto below ninety five is pretty spicy. That's spicy, Sicily. Yeah. yeah, Sicily's got the path to do it. I don't think that's spicy at all, to be honest. The Sicily, right, to, the Sicily the, one. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, the S- Sicily one's four positions up or whatever, five positions yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, Cam G, Tom Papley doesn't make Tom ten, top 10 in Carlton's best and fairest. <laughs> I'll get Sportsbet to do an odds. I'll get some odds on that. It can happen. The, the Warner Bros, uh, Marcus Windhager goes 85, top 15 forward. Uh, he's already been out spice, so I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Alex, Ed Richards outscores Caleb Daniel and Bailey Dale Ooh. in season 2023. I love it. I love that one. That is hot. Hot, hot, hot. Uh, junk time, Adelaide make finals and Sam Berry goes 105. <laughs> That's nuclear. I saw, a few, <laughs> I saw a few people during the week pumping up Sam Berry. I, I can't see it. So that is spicy. Yeah, that's what mm. I said. It's nuclear. Like, yeah. Jesus. Again, like, and this is... I'm super keen on Adelaide players this year. Just the Burgess effect at Melbourne signaled Petraka going ham, right? There's... there's they're going to get into the best shape they've ever been into, second preseason. The, the problem I see with Sam Berry, right, is how much more, how many more tackles can he lay? Right, none. It's not, yeah, none. But it, it's it's so, not there that he's going to improve, right? Yeah, right. So he has to improve his outside game. Yeah, well, correct. When's he ever done it? Is it like a he, he was is a low? It? He was a low possession, good tackling junior. He's come in and been a low possession, good tackling. So it's a lunch meat two point basically. Well, had I just think awesome... you're seeing you're seeing these guys. Um, no, no, he's had the had the year career year of tackles, and then you can't maintain. Well, he could get better in other areas. That's fine. But, yeah, I agree, John. I think it's really hard to maintain that. I think there's a lot of spots there at Adelaide, too. Like, that midfield dynamics is huge. Just saying, oh, he'll... I don't know. You've got to give me more than that. Um, Milne, Max Gorn drops out of the top five rucks for average points per game. Sorry, you spoke about that. No, it's not even that hot. Anyway, that'll do it, listeners. Thanks for tuning in. It was good. It was spicy. It was spicy. Mm. I feel we brought the spice this this week. Anyway, Adelaide listeners, of course, we'll be doing the draft, so make sure you get those 
uh, entries in and, and hang out and, and we'll draft and have a have a fun season together. The people from last year, they actually want to play a league again, Jono. I know, I saw that. I haven't had it was a good league. Respond, but uh, keepers, ooh, interesting. Yeah, I have enough leagues. I don't. I, don't I, <laughs> I can barely, barely log, be bothered logging in and turn up to draft day in my own league, which I might not do this year. So we'll see. We'll see. So you're going to be the vampire, just auto draft. Auto draft. No, no, I'll turn up to Adelaide. Turn up to Adelaide. No, the home league I'm talking about. Oh, I don't want to turn up to that. I hate going to Melbourne. It's such yeah, a drag. You almost won the, or you won the league by your computer drafting two years ago. No, I didn't. Costas won it like four years ago. Yeah, now. you almost won it. Oh, I almost won it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I almost won it last year too. I almost fucking always win it. But Same here. I almost won it. Yeah, Probably. exactly. <laughs> anyway, Steve speaks to the depth of the league. We'll see you next week, listeners. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Draft Doctors Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review.